backlash, boycott, support for a beer company Bud Light, right? After they launched a new ad campaign featuring transgender activist and influencer Dylan Mulvaney. So the buzzword woke was once again brought into the mix with people posting videos of them dumping out beer, calling for a boycott. The Bud Light backlash. I know you're wondering, what does that have to do with what we talk about here on a prisoner's pardon? Well, let me tell you, it has a lot to do with it because we do talk about gateways into prison, whether it be a physical one or a spiritual one. How is that done? Remember, you have to start in a spiritual or mental one before you get to the physical. And this is why this case is relevant. That's what we're going to be talking about today. So tune in. Within three years of release, two out of three ex-offenders are rearrested. Clearly, something is broken. It's time we strategize ways to prevent repeat offenses. Our brainstorming session starts now. Welcome to A Prisoner's Pardon. Hello and welcome to A Prisoner's Pardon. I'm your host, Michi J. Today we're going to be talking about the Bud Light backlash, boycott, whatever you want to call it. If you haven't heard about this, you have to be living under a rock instead of on one. It's all over the place. People are talking about it all over social media. They're talking about it in bars and stores, liquor stores, everywhere. But just in case you haven't heard, let me do a short recap. What's going on is Anheuser-Busch, which makes Bud Light, did an ad campaign that started during March Madness that had a spokesperson by the name of Dylan Mulvaney, who happens to be an activist for the transgender population. Again, Dylan Mulvaney is an activist for the transgender population which is a complete opposite of Bud Light's customer base. So naturally, we have a clash here and the customers of Bud Light is now refusing to buy it because they feel that Bud Light is pushing values on them that does not represent them. Hence, they're saying, why was Dylan Mulvaney put in as the spokesperson when the spokesperson does not represent their customer base? Marketing 101, which I am sure this company is aware of, is you do not alienate your customer base. They did have something come out from their VP of marketing saying that they were trying to capture the younger people. It appears like they were not just trying to capture the younger people and the 1% that's transgender, but also capture at least a portion of their current customer base as well. Let's listen to CNN's take on this. Despite all of this, an expert tells CNN that once a social media backlash blows over, the long-term benefits of a company taking a cultural stand like this 
may be more impactful. So let's bring in now CNN Business and Politics correspondent Vanessa Yurkevich. Vanessa, good morning to you. Look, I think it's crazy, but I want you to walk this, walk us through this. What is going to walk us through? Why is Bud Light getting such criticism? Yeah, it's been a tough two weeks for Bud Light and for Dylan Mulvaney. And this goes to what experts have told us, Don. They say that there have been many cases of brands growing their business as a result of taking a strong stand that result in some criticism, but even stronger engagement with a key audience. And that key audience for Bud Light is younger uh, demographics and people like Dylan Mulvaney. They want to bring in new audiences. So it's a sting for Bud Light right now but maybe some growth in the long run, Don. So what does it matter? I don't that was a key question from Don Lemon. What does it matter? And that is what we will be talking about here because it matters a lot. Let me break down certain things here. First and foremost, you have to think for yourself. I see so many times that people get caught up in just following along with people and they end up in a prison, either a physical, a mental or spiritual prison, just because they are following along with what someone says. Like I tell my kids and my grandkids, you need to think for yourself. Listen and measure it against your own fundamental values and make a decision about what you should and should not do. This is what Anheuser-Busch did, and this is what their customer base did as well. Each party took a stand for their cultural values. It does sound like Anheuser-Busch is trying to push their cultural values on their customer base. And that sounds a lot like captivity to me, you know, coming from um, my ancestors being enslaved and stuff. And this is the kind of stuff they talked about that you could not make choices for yourself and they pushed their values on them regardless of what they had to say. Suffice it to say that many people have fundamental values they want to keep and do not want people enroaching on trying to change their fundamental values. So they're doing business just like the families and the individuals are doing business as well. It does matter too. Anheuser-Busch because I'm pretty sure they did not calculate how much of a backlash they were going to get, meaning they did not expect that many people to participate and for it to escalate as much as it has, hence them losing $7 billion. This isn't about Dylan Mulvaney personally. It, this isn't about Anheuser-Busch as a company. People are taking a stand and saying that they don't want those values represented in their homes. They don't want to buy into that, which is their right to do with their dollars. Here is 
another clip from this same conversation. I don't really get it. Yeah, listen, I think people are upset because Bud Light has been around since the 1980s. This is a very all-American brand. Some people see it as something that just... Well, uh, not an American. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. <laughs> I can totally understand why Don Lemon said that. Dylan Mulvaney is an American. Don Lemon did say he didn't get it. So I can't really fight him for not getting it here. So I'm not surprised that his comment about what is Mulvaney not American because it has nothing to do with that at all. Dylan Mulvaney is an American, so... He, he should laugh at that, but this isn't addressing his citizenship. Another thing just to note here, if Don Lemon is just being funny and saying that, well, when you're trying to follow your fundamental values and won't follow along with them, one of the first things that they do is laugh at you, mock you and make fun. So be aware of that and expect that sort of behavior when someone is trying to um, maneuver you into doing what they want you to do rather than you just being yourself. Let's listen to the last part of that clip. She has not addressed it specifically, but on the Rosie O'Donnell podcast, she says that she thinks the controversy is because people misunderstand her. She's also newly transitioned just about a year, and she feels like people aren't really understanding who she is, what she stands for. The video, as you showed, was just a fun time with Bud Light, but some people taking it, taking it a little hard. That's ridiculous. I once again must point out that Don Lemon did say he does not understand this. So I can understand why he would think it's ridiculous. But as long as the people understand what they're standing for, what this is about, they don't need to understand Dylan Mulvaney. It isn't about Dylan Mulvaney and understanding what he's all about, whether he's nice or not. He seems to have a happy um personality um, at least on camera I hope he is a happy person so it has nothing to do with him whether someone understand where he's coming from or not um, the individuals who are <laughs> making the decision on where they buy or not just need to understand where they are coming from so anyway that is the end of those clips and why we really should be um, looking at things like this because these are principal things that can affect you in your your mental capabilities your and, and actually have you doing things that you normally wouldn't do and have you get caught up in some sort of behavior that can land you in prison so this is just a classic case of what could happen and things to look for just looking at it in everyday life on social media in the news and just paying attention to it and making sure that you're not allowing things like this to happen where you can come into a 
a physical or, you know, first of all, get into a mental or a spiritual prison and you really don't know that you're in one. And I've just seen a lot of marketing that really, really we should be (laughs) careful about um, because you just don't want to be getting controlled by other people, whether it's a, a corporation or individual person. That wraps it up for today's show. Here are my takeaways. One, always think for yourself. Don't buy into everything. Look at the evidence, look at the information. Don't allow other people to think for you. This is the number one reason why people get caught up in things that they can't get out of and end up going into some type of prison, mental, spiritual, or physical prison. Number two, know your values and don't let anyone change that. If they don't respect that, they don't respect you. So know your fundamental values. Again, they're fundamental and that shouldn't be changing regardless of who it is, regardless of what campaign anybody runs on you or spokesperson. Just be respectful about it and courteous at the same time, firm and not um, compromising on your values. Don't let anyone take away your fundamental values. Number three is you only have to understand yours. Lastly, I want to tell you about the two books I have coming out this summer. The kids book is coming out first. It's called Pharaoh's Butler and Baker, The Unknown Power of Forgiveness. It is a direct result of my memoir, A Prisoner's Pardon. I found when I looked at my family and really did the research that it was a breakdown of the family. The main things that needs to be done is parents bonding with their children at a young age. This would also include the extended family like grandparents and other relatives as well, just knowing each other and having a community because it does take a village to raise a child. So that was one of the main things I found what was the cause of our family breakdown and our loss of identity. So bonding with your child early is crucial. That bonding creates a loving relationship that adds the trust and the honesty and all the values needed to be instilled right away within a child to help secure the child quickly. This really has to be done because if the parent isn't doing this, someone else will. My second book is due out as well this coming summer and it's called A Prisoner's Pardon. It's about me doing a search within my own family, trying to find out why my twin brother was going in and out of jail. It it took me years to do, but I'm so glad and so blessed that God allowed me to finish this and to share this experience. Um, this will give you, this will give everyone a, a look into my family, which looks like most black families. And if you're not 
from the black community, it would give you a good look into the community and understand why we see so many of the people in my community going back and forth to jail. I really would appreciate you going to a prisonerspardon.com and signing up for the email so you know right away when they both come out. Thank you so much for taking the time to sign up there. Well, that's it for today. And remember, it does matter. God bless, and may you have a week filled with blessings. Thanks for tuning in to the show. For more information on our guests and resources, visit prisonerspardon.com. If you're enjoying the content, follow, like, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, please be sure to leave a rating and review. Until next time, God bless.